sung by Camille Crossens. Please stand as you are able for the Psalter of the Morning, found at number 41 in your Black Apples and Psalter book. We shall read responsibly. Blessed is he that considereth the poor, the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble.
he says, Well, son, I'll tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal stair. It's had tacks in it and splinters and boards torn up and places with no carpet on the floor bare. But all the time, I've been climbing on and reaching landings and turning corners and sometimes going in the dark where there ain't been no light. So boy, don't you turn back. Don't you sit down on the steps because you find it kind of hard. Don't you fall now, for I still going. I still climbing. And for me, life ain't been no crystal stair. And I chose that because I want to speak about work ethic and faith. So I think that at a place uh, like here, we talk a lot about hard work. Um, places like with phenomenal material success like Harvard and the United States, we talk a lot about hard work. And although many of us, many Americans, particularly people at this university, are often critical of this traditional idea of us living in a meritocracy in this country, we might discuss how, let's say, SAT scores, to take an academic example, are a better indicator of a test taker's zip code or family income than their college success. Although that conversation is happening, I don't think that our criticism of our society's praise of false measures of success and work ethic should stop there. I challenge us, we people with phenomenal success by virtue of being American, or college graduates, or people with job security, or whatever it is that gives us privilege far beyond the global majority. I challenge us to be critical of our presumed relationship between our own work ethic and material success in our everyday lives. Uh, I'm not going to talk about how people, many people who work tirelessly, never achieve material success because I think that's a well-known story to many of us, whether through family or through service or ministry. Even if you've only ever read that story, you likely know that story. Instead, I want to talk about how and why we might value work ethic and success in the first place and why it's important, especially in a religious context. My favorite scripture growing up was Matthew uh, 6, verses 25, 25 through 30. Um, and I'll Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. Do they, not, they do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O ye little faith? This scripture captures what I think is our confusion of work ethic and success for virtuousness. Uh, we value work ethic, I think, because we see it as the key to success and to responsibility for ourselves. 
and we don't tend to focus on the blessings that actually characterize our journeys and are often responsible for our destinations. Of course, there's not a problem with working hard. Um, working hard is great. The problem, I think, is when our work is inspired by worry, that we are the only factor in our own success. The opposite, then, of that worry is faith. And as we read just then in Matthew, I think that all of this comes down to faith. How we incorrectly define faith and work ethic sometimes. When someone makes some particular achievement, we often tell them good job or good work. And these things emphasize the importance of our work ethic. They are positive praises and they're congratulatory. Faith, on the other hand, we often relegate to dire situations. In stressful or mournful times, we tell our friends to keep their head up and to just have faith that it will all be okay. In this context, we depict work as a way to achieve a desired end on our own accord, and faith as a way to make it through a tough time emotionally and spiritually. We portray work as active and faith as passive. But anyone who has progressed in their faith over time knows that faith in God and in yourself is not a passive journey. Faith is work. And I encourage all of us to partake in that work more often. I encourage us to work more diligently on developing our faith and knowing that we did not achieve any of our successes by hard work alone, but by also circumstance and blessing. And once we have committed ourselves to that work of having faith, we can work even more diligently on the real virtues, on centering ourselves in thankfulness for those blessings that comprise our lives and our lifestyles. We can work on growing in self-confidence, on being kind and empathetic and forgiving to others and ourselves. These things, these things of virtue, of being Christ-like, take work. And the foundation of that work is not more work, but faith. Um, I challenge us in the next opportunity that we get to congratulate a friend as we so often uh, have the chance to, excuse me, have the chance to on this campus, um, not to praise their work ethic, to accomplish their desired goal, whether it was getting a job or finishing their dissertation or graduating, but to praise their faithfulness along the way. If you ask me, faith is just means more than work. So when I graduate uh, this May, thankfully, uh, <laughs> I won't reject any good jobs. Um, I appreciate it. But I would greatly appreciate a good faith because I think that that's more hidden. Thanks. Please join me. Please stand as you're able for the hymn of the morning hymn number 271. 